Welcome to the Cyber Guy Podcast, your source for engaging cyber education, cyber discussions, and a look at current cyber news and trends with retired FBI Special Agent Darren Mott. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Cyber Guy Podcast. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. And in this episode, I continue on with some interviews I did at the National Cyber Summit here in Huntsville recently. This one's going to be with retired FBI Special Agent, actually Supervisory Special Agent, Jim Shorter, talking a little bit about his career and some cyber stuff in the mix. So um, this is going to be a little shorter than my usual FBI interview, simply because we didn't have a whole lot of time to kind of roll through some stuff. So maybe we'll have Jim on at another time to, to talk some, some stuff up there. But uh, without any further ado, I'm going to get right into it. This should be a short, uh, short episode for you. So not not a lot of time taken up for you to listen to it. As always, feel free to uh, listen to this one. Give a listen, tell a friend. And uh, don't forget the other podcasts I do, the Cyber Smart Morning News Update, where I talk about all the ongoing cyber news of the day. At some point, cybersecurity will be solved. I won't have anything to talk about. But that day is not today, tomorrow, or anytime in the near future. Anyway, here's my interview with Jim Shorter. All right, so I dragged over. Whoops, let me turn down that one. Jim Shorter from the former FBI agent, currently National Cybersecurity Operations Center Director of Outreach and Education. Title I should know because it used to be my title. But Jim, thanks for stopping by. Actually, thanks for letting me drag you over to uh, fill a microphone here. Literally. So let's talk about your, so I'm actually more interested in your FBI career because I like, I'm one of my things I'm doing on the podcast origin stories. So um, how'd you get, what'd you do before the Bureau? How'd you get to the Bureau and how'd you get to where you are now? So long story was that first President Bush, when he was vice president, came to my university alma mater, Ole Miss, and spoke at graduation. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Uh, Spoke at graduation one year and this would never happen today. But my dad had a cousin who was big with the Republican Party, and she called him and said, hey, would he like to be a driver in the motorcade? And my dad, without blinking, just said, yeah, I don't even have to call him. So got to hang out with Secret Service agents for a couple of days. Uh, got to sit in the limo and drove uh, a congressman from Mississippi and a lady who was real big in the Republican Party, but Sonny Montgomery and Evie Spivey. And in hanging out with those agents for a couple of days, I was like, I really need to do something like this. The more I dug into it, decided probably not Secret Service, but liked the agency, liked CIA, and I liked FBI. And ultimately, I married up better with the FBI. So the question I have to ask, and you probably have heard this, but what do FBI agents and Secret Service agents both have in common? I don't know. They both apply to the FBI. All right. <laughs> All right. I like that. <laughs> okay. So I went in the bureau. So I assume you didn't go right in the bureau, obviously, because you can't. So what did you do not. before that? Obviously. So I was an unintentional banker. Okay. And I say unintentional because all along I was trying to get into the FBI or CIA or somewhere. But during the 90s, there were hiring freezes and they would be not hiring. I would be looking. They would be hiring and I wouldn't be looking. And so suddenly I called down to our local office in Jackson, Mississippi. I was working for a bank that's now in the area here, but Trustmark, and called and said, I'm interested. And she said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a banker. She said, can you come get an application at lunch? So okay. I did. And seven months later was at the academy. Wow, seven months. So, that's a quick turnaround. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. So what year was that? That was 90. I tested in 98. Was Well, let's see. It was more like nine months. So I tested in December of 98 and was at the Academy the end of August 99. 
so one I month ahead of you. I think we've had this conversation. Yes, we were there at the same time. Didn't know each other, but we were there at the same time. I was 99, 17. Okay, I was eight, uh, 19. So, yeah, so you were you did not carry my bags in. I did not. You did not. You carried, yeah. So, you, <laughs> so at the academy, you were the, two the, class be, the class before helps a new class come in, put their uh, stuff in. But what color was your shirt, your your end of, end of academy gray. shirt? Gray. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we had an ugly green thing it was we had a great polo and thought about that because we didn't want to have like purple or maroon or we wanted something that we could wear yeah and i ended up actually i ended up buying we we had the option to buy a second color so i ended up buying a red one which i thought was a good idea then i started wearing my guess that's not a good idea it's kind of stupid looking but whatever (laughs) so okay so you get out so then where do you go so first office was el paso texas and worked in the heyday of drugs was assigned over to DEA. Uh, we had had a, believe it or not, we had an agent that kind of screwed things up with that agency, and I was asked to go repair that. And we ended up with a really good relationship with those guys. 9-11 hit, and because of my banking background, I was asked to go help start up TFOS, mm-hmm. which was the terrorist financial operations section. And we chased the funding of the 9-11 terrorists initially, and then we started looking at terrorism writ large and how it was funded. Okay, and how long before you went from being just a regular street agent to getting into management? I was a 10-2 when I got my SSA slot. Oh, so TFOS uh, was an, oh yeah, SSA slot. Yeah, so you went right yeah. into, ooh, look at you, but nice. But had to, as you know, <laughs> you have to spend a year at each level, so I had to spend All right, 11 one twelve one thirteen one doing 14 work, but not getting paid for three years. But you got a bonus at the end of the year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. no you get four-hour <laughs> four time off award. That wasn't in your in the offing either. <laughs> no, none of that. So how long were you at headquarters? Four and a half years, and then ended up in the Jackson, Mississippi division after Hurricane Katrina, working Katrina fraud. And while I was in DC, so after TFOS, uh, went to Baghdad, came back jumped over to weapons of mass destruction, was assigned to a unit that was at the CIA, so embedded with the agency, and chased Kim Nukem Bio worldwide. So, but you were, so you were headquarters when you had to stay, and you had to basically, it was, it was pre-18 month TDY program, That's correct. right? So, yep. um, was, so did you get Jackson because it just happened to come up at the time and you got lucky, or was it hard to fill position and you, it was, I, I guess time, I, I that's really going home for you, right? Yeah, More or less, Jackson so. was basically near home, and the reason we ended up there, we went down and did a TDY, working Katrina fraud out of the Hattiesburg RA, and then they posted to get six or seven agents in there full time, and we we put in for one of those slots and got it, and we ended up in the Jackson office. A couple of guys that ended up down on the coast, and one or two in Hattiesburg, and the rest of us in Jackson. Actually, I think one of my one of my friends in Charlotte got Pascagoula. Is that an RA? Yeah. Yeah, Scott Hunsbury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he ended up in Oxford. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in Oxford and then took a position back at the. Um, Education or well, he ended up back in cyber division. He was in cyber division in 2008 to nine because okay. we we sat right across. I was on one pot. He was on the other side. Yep. Other side of the pot. Um, but I, I was there before he got there. But I think he left Charlotte to go to the Jackson division. Division. Yep. Oxford. Um, Oxford RA. Yeah, and then then came back to headquarters. Then yep. ended up back in Jackson as a supervisor of Humid. Ultimately. Okay. 
in the mid 2014 15. He's not here to talk about so why we do whatever. Yeah. So, okay. so shout out to Scott Hunsbury. And yeah, then Thanks. he went back to the training. Business. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he, he did one. <laughs> yeah, anyway, there was a video he did about fitness that was yep. on YouTube. Yeah, anyway. Yes. So, all right. That so, one. yeah. So, <laughs> you ended up in supervising in Jackson ultimately, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I'd stepped down out of management intentionally. Uh, we had two young children. And the FBI will actually allow you to do that and not penalize you. So did that and then was asked to temporarily take a desk and then talked into putting in permanently. And that was white collar civil rights and public corruption. And then uh, the guy who had the cyber desk, Johnny Sharp, who's now SAC Birmingham. No. AD. AD of I. That's right. Something. something, I did. Whatever. Some new. One of those. Um, Johnny promoted up, so I took the cyber desk. And that in the Jackson division was cyber NCI. Yep. Because we met, I remember meeting you first at one of the Birmingham. Management. Mobile, Jackson, Trifecta, let's all get together and talk about what we do thing. We love us. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah, but it's always in a sh- crappy place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I yes, mean, it was. was it Meridian, Mississippi? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that was, there was not there. a lot there, honestly. <laughs> That's exactly it is right. what It is what it is. So. All right, so you get that, and then you leave that and come back to headquarters. Went ultimately. back to headquarters and did a TD, well, 18 month in counterterrorism and was in the data-driven unit there. So we were called Technology and Data Innovation Section as Assistant Section Chief. And then five of those units were moving to Huntsville. So we took the move to Huntsville in 2019, and then I retired in October of 21. Was it a voluntary move? Like if for the five units, did you have to go? If it was going to Huntsville, did you have to say? Someone you can, you, had to, and okay. then I volunteered. So I actually walked into my DAD's office, Mike Orlando's office, and said, hey, Mike, how's it going? And Mike just said, oh, you know, not so good. And I was like, why? Because he was never down about anything. He's like, this Huntsville thing. I can't find anybody to go down there and manage it. I was like, huh. I raised my hand. I was like, uh, let me talk to my wife tonight. So I went home and talked to Elizabeth, came back the next morning and said, we'll do it. Yeah. He's like, we will cut your orders next week. I'll go and tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up here in 2019 right ahead of COVID and then got locked down. Yeah, so. exactly. So awesome. Got to work from home for a while. Yeah. That's the best way to lose to, to finish your bureau <laughs> career, quite frankly. Exactly. No, it was not bad at all. And we liked Huntsville so well, we decided to stay. So what do you do now? I am now. <laughs> I know the answer, but <laughs> yeah. you do. I'm the director for education and outreach for the National Cybersecurity Operations Center. And what does it do? So we provide, uh, we, at no charge, we will provide assessments and we will then also do continuous monitoring or penetration testing for small to medium sized contractors and uh, kind of help them get to that point of CMMC certification so that they can go up. We will not certify them, but we will get them to the point of certification. We also do not do remediation, but we will help them determine, you know, what, if anything, is wrong with their company and help them determine what they need to do to fix it. And is there a specific size the company needs to be? We say small to medium, and that has some leeway. But yeah. yeah. So, I think, you know, I, I think we generally say what? 5,000 or so? Endpoints, endpoints, yeah, yeah, probably. That's, and that might be pushing it. That would be the top. Yeah, that might be pushing it for the capabilities. But a lot of small to medium is is what we target. Right. 
And uh, how does someone find the National Cybersecurity Operations Center? They can find us online <laughs> at NCSOC. Uh, no, National CSOC. National CSOC, yeah. sorry. Yeah, nationalcsoc.com. Yeah, or go to Quantum Research and that kind of re- well, you know, that directs it over there. So CSOC, I, I work there as well. So we, yep. we work together. And um, yeah, so if you're a small, medium business and you need cybersecurity help, which they all do. They do. You don't have to necessarily be in the dib. That's kind of the main gist, but we certainly go outside that if we need to. Go to nationalcsoc.com, and there's a contact form there. Jim will do a little briefing for you, tell you all you need to know about it. And like you said, no cost, nothing. The only thing that the only cost to you is the time spent dealing with us. Absolutely, kind of thing. So, so now let me ask a question. So we'll go back to the bureau stuff. That's just that's the NCSOC pitch because that's the only pitch I'm going to do for NCSOC while I'm sitting here. Um, do you miss the bureau? I get that. I get that all the time. Do you miss the bureau? I miss the camaraderie. Yep. And the the bureau as we knew it has changed. Um, good, bad, and different. It is you know any organization must change. Um, I enjoyed. It's truly the the career that I loved and never. You know, I never had one of those days of oh I don't want to go in today. Um, I actually. Enjoyed my work, yeah. very much so. Yeah, I will say at the, for for me at the end, when I had to step down from a fourteen to a thirteen and was doing outreach. I still enjoyed the outreach piece. It was just all the other kind of sitting around like I'm not. What am I accomplishing? Because I, I had a, they gave me a soft landing because I knew I had five months to go and I had to step down from a fourteen. So I've taken a pay hit and then my ASAC was real good. And unfortunately, my father got sick. Not fortunately, but my father got sick at the time, so I had the time to spend with him. But um, I didn't feel like if I wasn't talking to someone about the outreach stuff, I didn't really know what I was accomplishing. Solving cases wasn't doing that stuff, but it is what it is. But you're right, that's a different bureau now and. I love it straight that it's it's different at the seventh floor of headquarters. That's correct. And some of the floors that are above it and below it. But if you come out to the field office, for the most part, it's still the still the same. People trying to do the right thing for the yeah. right reason, the right and way. And I had a, you know had a couple of assignments overseas, you know, more on the temporary size, but you know worked with New Scotland Yard, MI5, MI6 with TFOS, and then got to do a cyber ALAT in Paris. But I was also an instructor for. Uh, ERT, mm. so I got to go to Botswana, Africa, and teach there. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah totally See, fun. I got to do overseas stuff, but a lot of it, or the, the, the two last ones I did were the inspection. Those sucked, yeah, quite frankly. Kind of inspection <laughs> sucked. The one thing I miss about the Bureau of Firearms Days. Gotta love Firearms Absolutely. Days. Yeah. Unless you're at headquarters, then Firearms sucks. Any, any day of Firearms beats the day in the office. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah, so in Jackson, this is inside baseball stuff, how did you guys do Firearms Days? Uh, we would, so we would start relatively early and generally finish you know early afternoon but we would do our firearms and well actually we would usually start with defensive tactics and legal and do those updates for the quarter and then we would do our firearms and then you know several of us would go eat as we normally do in the bureau yep and call it a day yeah, and in Charlotte, it was same thing, kind of start with defensive tactics. And there was a defensive tactics guy, and we would do, you know, ground tackling Absolutely. and handcuffing and all that kind of stuff. Then we do a practical exercise, yep. and then we would shoot, and then you'd shoot the long gun, and then you might do some specialty shooting. And it was probably a 7, 30, 8 o'clock to 2 o'clock day. Yeah. Cleveland was a whole different thing. You had to actually drive out an hour and a half to where the facility was. It was a that was national. Yeah, it was a national army. It was an army reserve, like it was a, nas- a national guard base. Okay. Um, and it was a five stations, and you had to do all five stations to get credits for being there. 
And then, but Birmingham was awesome because in Huntsville here, basically show up at eight, shoot two PQCs. Do you have a shotgun assigned to you? No, don't have to shoot that. Done. Except once a year. Do you have a MP, uh, I guess now it's M4. Do you have an M4 assigned to you? Nope. Don't have to shoot that unless you want to. And done by 1130. That's easy. Yeah, so El Paso, we had to, we were on Fort Bliss for oh, firearms. Yeah. But we had to drive like 45 minutes to an hour to get out to the range and then do everything out there, come back in. Uh, Jackson was pretty easy because it was at, it was on the academy where the state troopers train. So we had a range there, right beside their range. And it was easy. It was about a 25 minute drive. Have you been in the new range here in Huntsville? Uh, the new bureau not, range is no. very nice. Yeah, yeah, if you ever get the retired agent shoot, I haven't shot in two years because I just, I don't carry my gun anymore and whatever i don't the only one i shot on was the nasa range on yeah, redstone that sucks but uh yeah, yeah the uh <laughs> it needs help i should i should probably get recertified requalified but unless someone breaks into my house i'm probably not even gonna i don't even know where my gun is quite frankly so i don't know what the point would be but, <laughs> dust it off i do miss then. being able to fly arm though that's the biggest that's my biggest miss of the bureau i miss that yeah going through uh security yeah. on the short line yep i miss that all right. Well, Jim, thanks so much for taking the time. Right, I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, go me. find us some clients. Up All here. right. Howdy, toddy. <laughs> Howdy, toddy. So, again, I want to thank Jim Shorter for joining me on the Cyber Guy podcast. You quickly kind of give a look at his career and some stuff he did there. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We will have more of these interviews coming up over the next couple of days as I finally get off my butt and, and put them together. I've had them sitting here for a while. just been doing other stuff and been lazy. So for those who were at the Cyber Summit and were sat down and talked to me, I apologize for the delay, but we are rolling forward now. So with that, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy these interviews. As always, if you have thoughts, comments, questions about the podcast, feel free to email me, Darren at thecyberguy.com, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R. You can also find me on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Not hard to find. Check out my Substack, the cyber guy at substack.com. I'm on a bunch of other social media stuff, except TikTok. Not, you can't find me there, uh, but you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, all that kind of, or link, yeah, obviously LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and you can find some stuff on YouTube, but I'm not really great with the video stuff. So if anybody is great with video stuff and wants to help me, let me know. I'd be happy to have a chat with you. Know the knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk. Proceed wisely. Thanks so much. Have a great day. And in the next couple of days, look for a couple more of these interviews coming out. Thanks.